0: And welcome to SoundingTheLight.com, the the place where you can connect to real artists, real stories, real talk. Today we will be hearing from talented singer-songwriter Whitney Bozarth from the Kentucky area. My name is Tara Tucker. I am so glad that you are dropping by today to spend some time with me and uh, my guest, which we will be starting that interview here in just a couple of minutes. We have taken a short break here uh, over the holiday season for Christmas and New Year's, and I uh, hope you had a great Christmas and New Year's. Our New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve plans were actually both changed up a little bit because my husband, who works for the fire department, uh, was called on a flood watch and flood duty because of so much rain here. Some of it was washing out the roads and, uh, you know, he just needed to go and make sure that everything was running smoothly and everyone was okay. So, you know, at first we were a little bit disappointed, but then my heart really went out to all of those who had been touched so heavily by the flooding uh, all across the United States. So I hope that you and your families had a safe holiday as well as a happy one. I am really looking forward to getting started with this new year uh, at Sounding the Light. And uh, today's guest, I'm very excited to introduce. Her name is Whitney Bozarth. She is from Louisville, Kentucky, and a lovely, lovely heart, lovely woman, um, beautiful voice, great songs. In fact, I found out <laughs> during this interview that she's only been writing songs for a couple or three years, and she is an amazing songwriter. I had such a good time talking to her. She seems to be just a very genuine and compassionate person. The message in her songs is just one of hope for those who are hurting. In fact, as you will hear in the interview, she has dealt with some abuse in her early life that, uh, you know, in recent years she has just come into really healing. And a lot of her music, God really used it as a healing tool uh, for her own life. And now she is using it to reach out to others. And I love that. So I'm I'm very excited to uh, share her music. So, once again, this interview is with Whitney Bozarth. Uh, The first song that we're going to hear is one from her new album called Anchor for My Soul. And uh, this song is called Come and See.
1: Lost in darkness and selfishness and pride, or rebellion.
0: Whitney, Bozar, thank you so much for uh, for visiting me here, actually, over Skype. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here
2: and uh, just have the opportunity to share about my album with you. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. Just got the kids in bed and <laughs> I can, like, kind of rest <laughs> for the evening, <laughs> which feels great. What are the ages of your kids? Um, I have two girls. The oldest is... Um, Almost four before I march and the oh. other girl is almost two. Oh. They both have March birthdays, so oh. almost four, almost two.
0: <laughs> Do they get along? Um, you know
2: <laughs> It's like one of those sibling girl fight all the time things. But sometimes they have really sweet moments. And I'm like, okay, maybe one of these days they're gonna be really good friends. <laughs> but they're they're so sweet. They're so sweet. Oh.
0: So are you in Kentucky? I am. I'm in Louisville. Okay. We just heard the song "Come and See." So, before we get into more of who you are, can you talk about the song a little bit and and uh, where the inspiration for it came from?
2: Yeah. Um. This was only like maybe the third song that I've written. This song, I feel like, really sets the tone for this record. Um. Because this album was birthed out of a very unique story and situation and just work that the Lord i done in my life. And um, one thing that I love about it is it can be used for personal worship, but mm. also in the corporate gathering. We've sung this song before at my church. And oh, awesome. um, it's just, it's really cool to hear other people um, just sing it out. And you're just rehearsing to yourself and to other people because we all have a story. We have a story to tell. We have a story of what God has done in our life. And um, we're meant to share that, to share his work. And so it's just an invitation for other people to say, you know, come and see what the Lord has done. I'm going to, let me just tell you about it. I was lost in darkness. You know, the first couple of verses just rehearse the gospel story. Like who were we before we knew Christ? And, but then he called us out of darkness into his light. And, um, and then, you know, the, the invitation to, let me just tell you, let me tell you what the Lord has done in my life. And I'm going to just proclaim, you know, proclaiming these, his my, his wondrous works um, to the people. So that's just kind of, I, I feel like this song just kind of sets the tone for,
0: for this album. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The whole album is, um, it's got this quiet intensity throughout the whole thing. And yet it's very encouraging, almost like we're hearing bits and pieces of prayers from your heart. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, prayers that other people can like come and enter in. And I I love that. That was the
2: goal. So I'm so thankful that that you kind of affirmed that. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. So you're you were just saying that some of these have been used in your church.
2: Yeah, um, I go to Sojourn Community Church in Louisville. And we kind of like, write. we write a lot of our own music. And have done a couple of records. And so really I just started writing since coming to sojourn three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been a huge source of inspiration. Just our church is just filled with a lot of creatives and artists and, um, who are really solid and have really challenged me to, uh, just kind of dig deeper into songwriting and what that looks like, but also have helped me just see the model for writing songs for your church mm-hmm. and, and, and for the church, you know, at large. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah that's been a really cool community to be a part of that's lovely thankfully my husband is super supportive and um actually this album he's uh he's a sound engineer and has a recording business and so this whole project was like a family attempt you know him and his partner like recorded it and mixed it mastered it for me and but um he's really supportive of that of just me writing songs and he sees it as a ministry too and is really encouraging
0: and and that's very nice because your little girls are going to grow up in you know in a musical atmosphere as well since both of you uh do that that's great
2: yeah and that was kind of my story too i grew up in a musical family and um my grandfather is one of the best piano players i've ever heard and never took a single lesson (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's amazing wow that's awesome so Um, where did you grow up was were you guys in in kentucky
2: Um, My husband's from Kentucky. I'm from the Middle Tennessee area. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, my my mom, my uncle, my grandfather all play music. And it was just a huge part of my life growing up. Mm. So it's really cool to just, I mean, I hope to be able to carry that on to my kids. (laughs) So what brought you
0: to Kentucky?
2: We came to Kentucky for my husband to finish seminary. We were living in the DC area um, Mm. for a year after we got married. Um, And then he was doing uh, like online classes, and we just felt the Lord kind of stir in our heart to move to Louisville for him to finish on campus. And, um, when we came here, he, he my husband's actually a musician too, and he got offered to play bass with a band at the seminary. And so we're like, cool. okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was just a really, like, it was a really cool opportunity. And we didn't really see ourselves staying here long-term when we first moved here. Mm-hmm. But since we've been here, the Lord has made it very clear, like, this has become home for us. Mm-hmm. So
0: we love it here. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when you were growing up, do you have any other memories that uh, you really like looking back on? You know, the older that we just got back
2: from visiting my grandparents and they live in Tennessee, but almost in Alabama, Mm -hmm. Uh, the older that I've gotten, I've just grown to appreciate them and their presence and influence my life so much, way more than I did when I was a kid. Mm. Um, And one of my favorite memories was I used to be obsessed with Disney princesses and uh, (laughs) my grandma would let me like raid her closet and her makeup drawer and her jewelry box to put on any kind of ensemble that I could figure out in no. attempts to look like Aww. a princess, including the right, bright red lipstick. And you when know, <laughs> I try to be Ariel, you know, and like just imagine like this little six-year-old girl walking around with these huge red clunky high heels and bright red lipstick <laughs> sinking a part of your world.
1: <laughs> I, I love it.
0: So so did you take piano lessons?
2: I did, but not for very long. I I think I started when I was 5 and in 6th grade I was like I'm too cool for a piano lessons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I quit and um I didn't play anything for a couple of years and then in 8th grade I decided that I wanted to learn guitar. And so my mm-hmm. grandfather also plays guitar and he kind of got me started and um, I'm just self-taught on acoustic guitar. Wow. But I just wanted to learn enough to so where I could like play in a church setting and play like worship songs and yeah. stuff. Um, so I never got to be like really good. <laughs> but um, and then in high school, I once I had a foundation of guitar, I was like, I kind of want to pick piano back up. <laughs> but I couldn't remember how to read music. I mean, I could mm. I could recognize the notes, but I just completely lost that skill. But another thing that my mom and my grandfather did really well is they could just improv and play – they could hear a song like once or twice and sit down and play it. And so I just kind of started watching and picking apart like kind of how they just played accompaniment and stuff like that. So just kind
0: of like learning from – observing i guess <laughs> well let's go ahead and talk about your new album uh which is anchor for my soul i love hearing that it's kind of all in the family you know where your husband had so much to do with it too and the sound is incredible i'm mean, the mixing the mastering i bet that was a lot of fun for your husband to do
2: it was it was and he actually my husband actually played bass on this record So awesome.
0: really cool <laughs> that is
2: <laughs> yeah so it yeah just from start to finish it was really cool to kind of I, I kind of had the big picture for how I wanted a song to go and the direction I wanted it to take and kind of like how I wanted it to engage the listeners imagination mm-hmm. and um, my friend Jonathan really who's much more gifted at arranging music than I am kind of helped he really just helped make that happen mm-hmm. um, and did a lot of like the, the directing the band and um, and all of that while you're we recording so it was just such a team effort it was such a cool experience (laughs) how long
0: did it take you from beginning to end
2: we started we had our band recording the first week of august i think we took three whole days and just like cranked it out (laughs) (laughs) wow band, yeah um and then we worked on vocals and um we had to re-record we originally recorded it with a keyboard and then uh re-recorded with a A grand piano like a couple weeks later so just doing like the overdubs and stuff yeah um so we started recording the first week of august and then we officially released uh like late october so that is very awesome about two and a half months
0: wow (laughs) so well definitely beautiful results
2: thank you and other cool thing too is like we don't have our own studio but we um we have a good friend who has a really awesome basement, <laughs> it has like, really high ceilings, and my husband and I had been over there for dinner one night, and Jacob's like, this will make a really cool studio room. <laughs> and then we, when we come to actually recording our album, we're like, we really need a space to do this. And so um, our friend was willing to let us use his basement for a couple of days <laughs> and um, just kind of like take over their house.
0: <laughs> so did he move in all his equipment and stuff into there? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they basically
2: <laughs> built a studio the day before we started recording, and then we had to tear it all back down.
0: <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so worth it.
2: It was worth it, but yeah. there was a lot of work. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> but it was so good. Yeah, that's where you see that, you know, music is not, I mean, yes, you run on the inspiration and the fun, but it also takes some good hard sweating and working. And <laughs> 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 when did you start songwriting and How? I
2: started a couple years ago. I think maybe, like, two and a half years ago. We've been at Sojourn now for three years. And I started about six months or so after we had been here. And um, all of the people who are involved in Sojourn Music had gotten an email to let us know about an upcoming record that they were starting to write for. And they had just thrown out, like some different themes and ideas that they wanted us to kind of center our writing around. Mm-hmm. And up till this point, I hadn't written really anything. I mean, I'd written stuff in high school, the stuff that, you know, you don't want anyone to hear. <laughs> <'cause> you're horribly <laughs> embarrassed by. But um anyway, we our church was going through um John and uh one of the themes I think was so the first song I ever wrote was called Behold the Christ. Mm-hmm. And um one of the themes was kind of just like the the overall picture of Scripture, the redemptive picture of Scripture, like creation, fall, um, Christ coming, and Christ's future coming. And uh, so I just kind of saw all of that kind of unfolding through John as we were um, working through that as a church. And so I was like, I'm just going to like try to write a song and <laughs> see what happens. And I don't know. It was just just really cool. I think the Lord just kind of gave inspiration directly from his word to kind of like paint a a picture of something that I've just been reading Hmm. and just try try to like, uh, I guess, stir, you know, just some imaginative stuff into that. So, that song is actually featured on our church's latest record. Oh, awesome. So, Congrats. if you
0: want to check it out. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. Um, all of your songs are very unique, and that's one thing that just really stood out to me, and, and I just love your style. Um, so, let's go back a little ways again, and uh, I would love to hear your first um, series conversion experience. You know, sometimes I know it kind of happens slowly, and, and you grow up in it, but then there are times where you have, like, wow, this... Is when I really gave my heart to Christ.
2: Yeah, um, for me, I I remember the exact day. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I was twelve years old, and um, I had grown up in the church and was always a really good girl. Like I didn't like to disappoint my parents. I'd just I was kind of a teacher's pet and mm-hmm. straight A student. You know, the typical like goody goody. Um, and one night, I was just like I was just sitting in church and. I don't even remember what the sermon was about, <laughs> but <laughs> the Holy Spirit just like, it just for the first time, opened my eyes to see my sin, to mm-hmm. see that even just the mere fact that I have like lied to my parents and been disrespectful to my parents was enough to separate me from God. And I just knew that Jesus was the only way, you know, I was in, yeah. I was in sixth grade <laughs> yeah, and and that's just, like, all I could, that's all I knew at the time. And I, I feel like the Lord even kind of, like, gave me this mental picture of of just me on this one side of this great, of this huge chasm and and God on the other side. But it was literally impossible for me to, to cross the mm-hmm. chasm. And, um, but obviously, like, Jesus is the way. To He bridges you know between us and God, and he has made a way for man to be reconciled with God and um so anyway, like the Holy Spirit is just quickening my heart and convicting me during the church service and I went home, and I was trying to sleep, and I I was like, oh, I'll just go to sleep, and this will all be over tomorrow. I don't have to think about it anymore, <laughs> and I couldn't sleep. I actually, like, well, I kind of dozed off and had, like, a, a scary dream about this, that, that same mental picture that I just described. It was, wow. like, vivid, like, right there before me, and I ended up just, I couldn't, like, I couldn't resist any longer. You know, the Lord just drew me to Himself, and I just cried out to Him, wow. like, Jesus, I believe that you're the way to the Father, <laughs> and like have mercy on me. And um, but that from that point forward is when I feel like my life really changed, and I had a desire for God's word, and I had a desire to be with God's people. And um, through high school and middle school and college, He really just preserved me. He kept me out of a lot of trouble that I know that I would have been into, mm. and I can just see His hand in all all of that. And yeah. just how, how he was beginning to set me apart, you know, set me on this different trajectory of a, than the path that I was,
0: that I was on. So. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'd like to share another song of yours off of your, uh, anchor for my soul album. And, uh, this is the one called abide. Can you tell us a little bit about that one? Yes. This
2: is one of my favorite songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, it is my favorite. I think um, this one also. This was one of the first couple of songs that I wrote as well. <laughs> wow! <laughs> like, like right after "Come and See." Um, this song was also birthed from the John series that we're um, doing in our study in our church. I was personally reading John through in my own like devotional time, and um, and I got to like chapters fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen, mm-hmm. and was just amazed at how you see the trinity interwoven so fluently throughout those chapters hmm. and then you get to chapter 17 and you know Jesus's invitation is to abide in him and uh, to abide in his love and just throughout my life throughout the past couple of years the lord has just been helping me see like how how that is then like the essence of so much of our spiritual walk and our our spiritual growth is abiding, learning to abide in Christ, learning to rely on Him, learning to, um, to wholeheartedly trust Him, and the intimacy that is used in those passages is was so perplexing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you as you see the the Trinity interwoven through those chapters, but yet the also like the intimacy with which Jesus is is speaking. It's such this, it's like (laughs) mind-blowing. And then you really, you think about, I was just thinking about like the relationship of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit within the Trinity, like they're, they're one. And, but Christ is, God has designed us as relational beings to reflect those relationships that that He has within the Trinity. And, um, but as fallen human beings, we resist that and we take the hard way and we, we have so much junk in our life, but we have walls built up before the Lord. We don't want him in the most vulnerable um, recesses of our souls. And yet that's where he wants to be. Hmm. He wants to be in the midst of all of our junk. <laughs> yeah. And um, he wants to redeem those things. He wants to, he wants to work there in the down and dirty parts of our lives. And so that's just kind of what the song is about. It sets you up to really ponder the Trinity And then verse two, like um, when it's talking about like Jesus relates, he was here on this earth. He walked the the roads that we walked and he experienced what we experienced. Um, He understands our weakness. And um, then towards the end of the verse is an invitation to abide. We can abide in him in the same way that the Trinity abides together because of his love for us. And so, I wanted it to kind of just paint this picture of kind of how it all connects. That's you know? beautiful. Yes. So combining like a a really deep and rich theology, but it's not just it's not just a deep rich theology to to like store away in our brains mm-hmm. and be like, okay, but I'm smarter now because I understand that because we'll never fully <laughs> understand that, but it can it practically it has practical implications for our lives. So Absolutely. that's what this song kind of just uh, sought to. Kind of reflect. It just sought to reflect those truths, and but that I, I need to be reminded daily. The invitation is to abide in Him. To abide in Him every single day. God, who alone
1: dwells in pure, perfect light, when no one has ever seen with their eyes. You've made yourself known, and sending your Son. And in him all of your fullness dwells, and you abide, you abide, you abide abide. together, together. You walk through this life, son of God, son of man, all of our weakness you understand, spirit and Our guarantee Causing your words To dwell within me
0: Again, that one was called "Abide on Anchor for My Soul," and uh, we we're talking with Whitney Bozarth. Uh, Whitney, I know that you had a few difficult things that happened in your life, and things that came out of that. So, would you would you share with us a little bit about that? Yeah,
2: sure. Um, you know, I'm kind of reaching the point in my life. I feel like a lot of times as adults, we start to, as we reach a certain point of our life, we begin to see our our past from a different lens
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
2: from you know, where you're able to like really connect the dots and of, you know, parents and grandparents and friends and just different things and different patterns in your life and see how we, we really see how much of our past has shaped who we really are. Mm-hmm. Um, But really, after having kids of my own, I I kind of started seeing my past from a different perspective. And up until about three years ago, I had never really saw the suffering and troubles from my childhood for what they were. It was kind of always under the umbrella of denial Mm -hmm. and trying to forget these certain memories that I'd experienced. Um, But a few years ago, the Lord really just opened my eyes to see the realities of of abuse that were in my childhood. Mm -hmm. And that they had really affected me without even realizing it. Um, I was very, um, kind of self-destructive. I had Mm. no confidence, no self-worth. Um, uh, deep down, I really felt like the Lord couldn't love me. I really, I was just covered in so much shame and guilt and, um, just felt like I had no value. I Mm. believed in my head that Jesus loved me. I'm like, I know I'm a Christian. I know God loves me, but like deep down that didn't really like settle in my, it didn't, I didn't really believe it. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, like I believed it, but I didn't like really believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after these realizations, I kind of just entered a season of, of grief, um, and just grieving the loss of some relationships in my life. And, um, some of the tragedies that I experienced as a child and just things that I had grieving, the things that I had to endure and, but also the things that I would never know any differently. You know, Mm. like this is always going to be my story. It's always going to be that way. I'll never have a chance to have a different kind of story. Yeah. Um, But in my life, just, but my life began to drastically change as a result of these realizations. Um, It, I felt just really disillusioned and confused and, I was just broken. (laughs) I so much of the protective walls that I had put up (laughs) in my life um, were just crumbling, and the Lord was just stripping me down um, to a place of where I like only had Him. I had no (laughs) one else. I had nothing else. I just had Him, and just fully had to rely on Him of like a place to start over and allowing Him to reshape my view of my past, allowing him to reshape my view of my future and, um, allowing him to reshape my view of him. Most importantly, um,
0: is this stuff that, uh, as you were realizing this and going through this, did it affect your role as a, you know, as a mother as a wife or as a, you know, friend?
2: Oh yeah, it definitely did. (laughs) Um, I had significant trust issues and, um, it affected, uh, a lot of areas in my marriage, um, I I pretty much was just like a doormat for people mm. to walk over. And I just could, I didn't know how to stand up for myself. Um, I I would just self destruct, and my husband would be like, "What? What is going on? Like, why are you so hard on yourself?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I don't I don't know any other way. I just equated like one mistake with like I'm a horrible person." xyz and then my kids uh jacob my husband was just you know beginning to point out like i don't want our kids to see you Mm -hmm. like talk about yourself this way and you know so it was definitely having um, i mean and even beyond that it just like so many threads Mm -hmm. (laughs) could just go out of that yeah but actually the song anchor for my soul was a song that i wrote when i was kind of like at one of my lowest lows Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and i came to i can't even i'm I'm blanking on what Psalm it's from. <laughs> There's <is> a Psalm <laughs> that, um, that the the first verse is specifically um, written from all of my defenses uh, mm-hmm. have been broken. All the walls have been torn down. The earth beneath me is shaking and I just need some refuge somewhere. I need a safe place. I need something to hold on to because I just didn't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's like, you know, yeah, my eyes were just like open and like all the floodgates just
0: started. Yeah. You're just like,
2: oh, this is overwhelming. There's so much that I have to think about and process and grieve. And um, so anyway, that this song was kind of was a prayer. Mm-hmm. It was written as a prayer and also just like as a, as a truth to rehearse to myself, Lord, you were the anchor for my soul. You were the only refuge that I know.
0: Yeah, I was wondering if the whole album is kind of a, uh, you know, a working through into a uh, healing,
2: absolutely. Um, Most I would say, seven of the ten songs were specifically from from this season. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a period of about two years of like intensely working through stuff, like counseling, and just mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Lord just kept pressing, kept pressing me, and in a good way, in all the ways that I needed. <laughs> but mm-hmm. not just pressing for the sake of like for, not to beat me down, but so that He could. Do the redemptive work that he needed to do. And so, yeah, uh, about like seven of the 10 songs were specifically birthed as I was working through that. Yeah, And I would say the other three were more so like, it, but it fits with this story. And they can still be a prayer for me now. And they can be a prayer for someone else who's finding mm-hmm. themselves like in the trenches, you know, yes. in, the, in those dark despairing can be overwhelming times where you're looking for hope, you're looking for comfort, you're looking for refuge.
0: I'm sorry that uh, that was something you had to walk through. And I'm so thankful for the healing that takes place, you know, and the songs. Like I I think that that is something that is so beautiful about um, pretty much any kind of art, uh, you know, but because you are a musician and a songwriter, it comes through into your songs. And as you were saying, you know, just the healing that can come from that for yourself as well as for other people. It's it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing and a beautiful testimony.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know that we ever like fully heal <laughs> from our from our yeah. past and our stories. Yeah. Um, and our story. But the beautiful thing is our stories are always being retold, you know, like yeah. because the more that we understand who God is and what he has done and what he is doing and how he is writing our, our story. It reshapes the way that we kind of interpret, you know, it's like allowing him to reinterpret our story for us. And so, you know, in the past, maybe two years, my story might look like this because, you know, I was just like in a really bad place, but in a couple of years, it's gonna, I'm gonna tell it differently because the Lord is gonna continue to do yes. work. It's just amazing, you know, because our souls are so deep and they're so intricately woven. <laughs> yeah. I would love to just be like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to work with that anymore. I'm good. I'm, I'm fixed now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're, we're always going to be broken in this side of heaven.
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> the Lord is just constantly bringing redemption. Uh, I would like to share another song of yours. <laughs> okay. And uh, this is the one called Shine Your Light. Uh, once again, just another beautiful song. And Whitney, if you would like to, you know, share with us a little bit about uh, Shine Your Light.
2: This song, I feel like it's kind of, I've, I've had someone else tell me this is kind of like a climax of the song. <laughs>
1: hmm.
2: um, it, it's very interesting musically how, it's almost like this whispered singing in the yes. beginning where I wanted to give the impression that you're kind of like hanging on, like everyone's leaning in intently to mm-hmm. listen. Like, what is being said? What's going on? But this song is a lament um, mm-hmm. for God to shine his light in in a hopeless place. And um, through my story, I've definitely been at a point that I have felt hopeless mm-hmm. and I've been in the trenches of despair and darkness, and I needed a source of light to break through. And for this song in particular, I felt like the Lord really just gave me a heart for all of the prevalent acts of abuse that go on around our world, Hmm. particularly sexual abuse, um, all of the untold stories of heartache and hopelessness that linger in the hearts of people who have experienced this trauma. Um, but maybe have never, have never dealt with it, have never had anyone to talk to, have never had a chance to start a new life. Yeah. You know, as humans, Mm -hmm. we want to know that we're loved. We want to be protected and cared for and treated with honor and dignity. And yet many people go their entire life and have never experienced anything that resembles respect or love or protection. Um, and for some people, these destructive cycles just continue. They gravitate towards more unhealthy relationships, unhealthy coping patterns, and it's just a downward cycle. And you're just like, Lord, is there any hope? Is there any hope in mm-hmm. our world where kids are are kidnapped and taken mm. to be sex slaves, yes. basically, you yeah. know, before they've even reached puberty? And yeah. that that just, Ugh. like, chills me and it is heartbreaking. Breaks my heart. Um, and so... This song, Shine Your Light, is just kind of all about that. I want to paint the picture of, of those untold stories whose – their words are unspoken, their lives are broken. Everywhere they turn, the shadows and darkness follows them. Um, and there's no joy. Their lives are ripped apart. They've had their honor and dignity stripped from them. And they don't they don't know that someone – that their creator loves them dearly. And so it's just a prayer and a lament, Lord shine our light in a hopeless place where darkness cannot overtake. And um, the song climaxes at verse three after a musical interlude that um, points to the cross. Mm-hmm. It points to the cross as our source of light, even though when Christ was crucified, it was the like probably mm-hmm. the darkest day in history. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um So the verse, the the lyrics are, On a hillside, black as midnight, justice shines a light. So the the justice of God, God hates the sin. He hates these horrible acts that are being done. It grieves Him, but Jesus has made a way. Um, sins Sins are atoned for, sorrows He bore, hope has filled the skies. So it just paints this picture of there is hope in Christ. And He... He cares about in, the injustice that goes on in our world, and um, he has provided a way for for those who have been oppressed. Um, he, through the cross, he shows them that he loves them yes. and that their lives have have value and um, have honor. And um, yeah, just it, it just can. It brings, it shines light. It shines the yes. light in a dark place. And that is what our world needs to hear. Um, here in Louisville, we have a, there's a local ministry called Scarlet Hope, and they're all about helping women get out of the, adult, uh, the adult entertainment industry. Hmm. Really, mm-hmm. they're not trying to help and initially. They just go into sh- to clubs and bring meals to ladies, to dancers, and hmm. um just build relationships with them and over time just share the gospel and share with them uh, the hope of Christ. And we've seen many of them um, come to know the Lord and oh, seek help to get out of that way of life. Um, and so I was just thinking, I have the privilege of singing and uh, singing some of, performing some of these songs at their Bible study next week. And I'm just super
0: oh, excited. I'm
2: yes. so excited to just share these songs and because I know that they can identify with yes. this they can identify with the message of this of this album Um so anyway wow. that's that's just that was kind of the that was my heart behind this song and that's our prayer is just Lord shine your light in a hopeless place words unspoken
1: lives are broken hearts that
2: as just this album was kind of birth and that's the Lord gave me a vision for this album. I specifically prayed that I would have the opportunity to at least give copies of my CD to some of these ladies. And not only do I get to give them a copy, but I get to meet some of them and talk with them and um, share some of my story, but also to just share this music with them in an intimate setting. So I'm really, really looking forward to that.
0: Well, Whitney, I just want to say thank you so much for being so open to be a channel of god with your music and with your story yeah
2: absolutely thank you so much for the opportunity to talk with you and share my story and share my heart behind this album thank you so much absolutely
0: if you liked what you heard from whitney bozarth today you can check out more about her at whitneybozarthmusic.com there is a link right here on this page that will take you straight to her site If this is your first time visiting Sounding the Light, thank you so much for coming. I loved having you. I hope you come back. If you have some time, you are welcome to check out the rest of the site. We've got a bunch of other really great artists here for you to look into, some new music that you might just love. If you would like to subscribe to Sounding the Light, just click on that red button and uh, you can subscribe through iTunes. You will never miss an episode. You can also follow Sounding the Light on Facebook. Also, if you have any questions or if you have any suggestions for new artists that I might like to check out, you are welcome to email me, Tara Tucker, at stlpodcast33 at gmail.com. Once again, that is stlpodcast33 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. If you're in the South Atlanta area, you can also join me every other Friday on 90.7, 91.7 New Life FM, between 8 and 9 o'clock a.m. On the new morning show, I get to hang out with host Pete Shagnon, and we highlight some of the interviews from soundingthelight.com. So uh, if you'd like to join us there, we'd love to have you. I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful rest of your week. And I hope to see you again right here on soundingthelight.com. Thank you and God bless.